Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Backpacking Podcast with myself and my compatriot, the man who actually makes this podcast worth listening to, Mr. Jeremiah Stringer. (laughs) Well, that's absolutely not true. But well, I am happy to be here, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing really good. I'm uh, starting to pack up for a trip this weekend. Ooh, where are you going? I am heading out to Alabama. I'm going to hike with my good buddy, <sighs> my good buddy uh, Brad, known as as the Crow Flies Hiking. I went hiking with him and Mark, and for a little while, Jason, even though he had to leave early and go back to work. We and even for River. a shorter time, me. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you were there for a bit, and that was, I guess, kind of the turning point. Whenever um, you decided to do your whole weight loss stuff. Yeah, man, that was the uh, that was the infamous uh, heat exhaustion day for me. So yeah, that's one of the reasons why uh, I'm, I'm going to be hiking with Brad because we didn't really get a chance to talk much on that trip, and I want to make sure that that he and I get a chance to actually do some hiking. You know what he showed me, or rather. I guess had me listen to was a new band. Have you ever heard? Well, they're not really new, but they were new to me. The Lumineers. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, oh this actually triggers a memory, man. Okay. It, is it okay if I tell you a little story? We got no agenda here, man. You do whatever you want to do. <laughs> okay. So the Lumineers. Um, we had to backtrack a little bit for this story. I had I had a trip scheduled with um, a guy that lives in the same county as me in Kentucky. And then uh, we added on another friend. It turned into a triple couples trip. And then one of my buddies, they actually brought their daughter too, who is like three or four. So she rode in the little kid pack. I felt bad for him because she weighs like 30 pounds. So <laughs> I've got one of those backpacks and I have a 30 year old or a three, year, not a 30 year old daughter. <laughs> um, I have a three year old daughter and I understand those things get heavy, man. They get really heavy. Dude, I, I felt so bad for him because I, so there's this company, I can't remember the name. So it's unfortunate that I can't tell you. Yet I'll I'll look, but they go next. No, it's not go next. <laughs> it is it's somebody else? But they sent me what I thought was a fanny pack, and I was like, I think I'm gonna wear this because we were going to do day hiking on this like couples trip, and I had my little fanny pack all packed up, and then at the last moment, whenever we were actually gonna hop on trail. I spun it around and wore it on my lower back instead, and and then it strapped right in front of me just like a regular backpack, you know, like a hip belt. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. My buddy was like, bro, that is not a fanny pack. That is a lumbar pack. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Yeah, I had never heard of it because I'm a complete rookie, but 
<laughs> it was, I absolutely loved it, dude. And this isn't really part of the story, but it's the same trip. Mm-hmm. It has little water pouches or like water bottle pockets on each side. And then you can spin it around and it has like three zippers and each one has two pockets. I was like, this is, why haven't I been using this on every day hike? It's so minimal. Oh yeah. They're really nice. If all you bring is some water, they're fantastic. Yeah. Water. And then I actually, Tom, the same one that sent me um, the bidet the pocket bidet that I haven't tried yet. He sent me like a little care package with some of his favorite snacks and a little note in there. I texted you a picture of the note. So, um, it had some like beef jerky kind of, and some different bars and stuff. I didn't even check and see what was in there. I just stuck it in the lumbar pack and took it with me on the trip. But back. Yeah, it was great. We hiked to the first waterfall and I was like, I'm going to eat a snack, but I'm kind of playing roulette here because I had no idea what was in it. But the Lumineers, so... <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I love, I love when they start like this. And it's like, we got this story. We, it starts out talking about music, goes to a hike, and then somehow comes back. That's great. Keep going, man. You're doing <laughs> we're, awesome. we're running around in circles chasing our tail, but that's okay. That's Look. okay. For those for those listening, my dogs are with me. For those watching on the YouTube channel, you see them walking around in the background because I'm a professional. You are. So yeah. anyway, um, I decided whenever we were going to the gorge, that's where the hike was taking place. We needed to just camp the night before and then get up early. We met at Miguel's for breakfast. So I unfortunately didn't get off work until like 4 o'clock, you know, 3.30, 4 o'clock. And we left, and then we got up to the gorge around 6.30. And I don't know when people are listening to this, but right now in Kentucky, 6.30, it's already well after dark. Mm-hmm. Like at least 30 minutes of good pitch black. So we get up there, and we set up our tent. And then we're really – have you ever heard of um, Land of the Arches campground? Yes. So I actually um, – I went there – it wasn't our first choice, but everywhere was full, and it turned out to be super cool. And if you haven't been there, I'd suggest checking it out. But it's more for climbers instead of backpackers, um, in my opinion. A lot of climbers there. And there was this group of climbers that came in, and there was one tent set up about 20, probably 20 yards from where I set my tent up. And we set up near another couple that we were planning on backpacking or hiking with the next day. Dude, this group come to where this same tent was and there was like four to six tents that set up literally right around where my tent was so we hung out around the fire and slowly these people trickled in i assume they had been out climbing which is cool and then they came back and they're setting up camp and they're going to climb the next day too so they climb until dark come set up camp in other words so we sat around the fire we actually um they made some awesome dinner and funnel cakes for us. The other couple did nice. while we were camping. Yeah. Nice. And anyway, you fast forward to, it's probably, I don't know, we went to bed probably around 11 because I had to get up at like 6.45-ish the next morning to make it to Miguel's in time. Well, these people, I fell asleep next to Bridget in the tent. They set up all their tents. Their firing was I'm not joking, 10 feet from my tent, and they sat there. Bridget, she woke up. She was shivering. We actually took the Mr. Buddy heater, and I turned it on after she was shivering. And 
these people were still out around the fire, and I'd been asleep for about an hour. So at this point, it's midnight. They're still up. They're drinking. They're smoking the devil's lettuce. And then, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. So lettuce. to each their own, but they're 10 feet from my tent. And I was there like, you know, an hour or two before any of them even showed up. There's just that one tent. And so you fast forward and they keep drinking. And, you know, what happens when you keep drinking? You get louder. They get, they get louder and louder. They're telling old college stories. They're still kids. You know, they're 22, 23, probably just graduated recently. Mm-hmm. They're telling these stories. And there's like a group of eight of them sitting around this fire, just drinking, eating, being merry. Meanwhile, we're in our tent trying to sleep. And uh, they stayed up. I'm not joking. Until 149. I remember uh-huh. because the last one stumbled to bed at 149. Then this was one of the best parts, some instant karma. About 10 minutes later, one of them got up to pee and he was like yelling because one of the girls left her puffy outside and a skunk was laying on top of her puffy. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't spray. But <laughs> that shouldn't be funny, but that's hilarious. I thought, I thought it was pretty funny. I think it's so funny. I, I got up the next morning, and I'm a little bit older than them, but not by much. But I, I think maybe just a little more mature. And I was, I had a conversation with them. I was talking to them like, hey, guys, I know that we can't go back and change the past, but um, last night, that's pretty unacceptable. Like, I paid to be here just like you, and you got up. They got up at 6 a.m., and started stomping the beer cans to crush them and put them in a bag so they could pack up and leave. So I got out, and I was like, y'all need to be, like, a little more empathetic. Like, normally I don't say anything to people. Right. Bro, this is six feet from my wife's head while she's laying in there trying to sleep. They're crushing these beer cans from the night before. But got, like, four hours of sleep probably from around 2 to to 6. And then uh, to cap it off... I knew Bridget was a little cold, and she warmed up. We had the heater on, but I decided when I got up, I'd leave her, you know, trying to sleep, and I put my sleeping bag over her. Is my Nemo Disco fifteen? Yeah, it's a warm, it's a warm sleeping bag. Yes, but in her sleep or on accident or whatever, I've already forgiven her. But it rubbed up against the Mister Buddy heater and melted part of the foot box. I had to patch it. That was this past weekend, dude. Yes, oh, I haven't got to tell you. No. I know. I put a piece of tenacious tape over it. It didn't really, um, it didn't melt a huge section, but you know, it was probably that big, oh, you know, maybe man. like four or five quarter sizes. So I don't know. I'm not, I was like, I'm not even going to cut the tenacious tape to size. I'm just going to stick the whole thing on there. <laughs> Might Hopefully as well. not lose. Yeah. Not lose <clears throat> any down. You know what that means? But, what's that? That means it's time to get a UGQ top quilt. That's what that means. <laughs> I am eyeing like a zero degree because my backpack is pretty heavy with that fifteen degree. Oh yeah, I've got I've got a zero degree from them, um, but it's not gotten anywhere near cold enough to need it yet. If if it's anything over thirty degrees, I mean it. You're gonna die, you're gonna die inside of it because it's so hot. Well, they overstuff. Did they overstuff yours? I oh think yeah, they yeah. Thirty percent, thirty percent overstuff or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, dude. It, speaking of gear, since you're bringing that, I don't. I still don't know what that has to do with the Lumineers. But um, oh, sorry, <laughs> uh, sorry. That's what triggered the memory. Oh okay. At the at the end of the night to wind down, they decided to blare some music. That hey ho song. 
Um, I can't remember which song it was, but it was uh, the Lumineers, definitely, because I remember Bridget and I listened to one of their albums just like on a car ride because Brad, who you're going um, backpacking with, you just said, this week, um, he's the one that introduced me to them. So I thought about getting up at night and being like, hey, I love the Lumineers as much as the next guy. Stop it. But it's 2 a.m., man. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Well, hey, I got something that's not negative. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I know. You mentioned gear. What <laughs> it, What were you going to say? It's a new gear day for me. Ooh. Yeah. So so um, I've been using a ULA OM 2.0 backpack for a little over two years now. That's and a good backpack. It's a great backpack. I love it. But um, and, it, and it's a se- I call it semi-framed. It's a framed backpack, but to me it's not like framed like your Gregory's, your uh, – Deuters, your Ospreys, that kind of stuff. Uh, it's little, just a few bars that just kind of hold the fr- the the pack together. It's not really very rigid. Um, but I decided I'm going to go more the normal route that most people do with backpacks, and I actually bought a brand new Osprey Atmos 50. Dude, the cattle—that's the caddy of backpacks, bro. Dude, that thing will carry forty pounds. It's nice, man. And plus, with it being wintertime coming up, my uh, my ohm does okay with heavier uh, stuff. But man, it just really starts to drag on your shoulders when it gets a little too heavy. And mm-hmm. and so uh, so I picked it up. It's actually right here. I just got it today. I literally picked it up like a few hours ago. But uh, right here it is. Are you shocked by the color? Are you surprised? <laughs> what is it? It's red. We gotta, we gotta get some blue and white in your life, bro. No, nah, dude, I'm good, man. That's all you. See, this is how people know the difference between us. As, a, as though <laughs> a five foot eight, two hundred and fifty pound man doesn't stand out next to a six foot three, one hundred and ninety five pound man. But uh, so, bro, not one ninety five yet. But Mister Backpacking with Jason, sir, told me I couldn't get a six pack, and my goal is to get down to like one ninety five. And show him this six-pack, dude. Nice. Well, I also got something else today. What'd you get? Well, Sunday, I was working on on getting my gear together because I'm leaving for Alabama on uh-huh. Thursday. And I'm going down there to meet up with Brad. And uh, I got my trail runners out, and I looked, and inside the heels, all the fabric and padding has worn off. So Aww. it was like the plastic piece that's behind it was starting to be bare. And you said you, this is your... Trail runners? My trail runners, yeah. Yeah, they're a little over a year old. They're a little over a year old, and I've used them a lot. What's Uh, the brand? They're the Saucony Mad River TRs. Okay. So that's about normal for me. After a year of a lot of hiking, they usually, that part is always, for me, that part always is what wears out, is on the heel. Um, So I ordered a pair of Mad River TR2s, and they came in today, and they are way more comfortable than the original ones. Wow. Like I've so been wearing them all day, and they're stupid comfortable. They actually sit a little higher too, which is interesting. I'm curious how that's going to be hiking. I, w- I wonder if they make a shoe. It, do you think they're wide enough? They're wider than the ultras. No way, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not kidding one bit. They're you know, super. I, w- I have really wide feet. Do you have to order them in wide? Because no. my Hocus, no, like they just I come literally in wide. had. I had to go on their website and be like, I especially click in wide because the regular, I haven't tried their regular, but yeah. I assume that since these are not snug, they fit, but yeah. well, you know, regular would be too narrow. What you got them right Stay there? Stay right there. I'm going to show you something. 
Just <laughs> all right. talk to the talk to the people while I'm uh, you know finding something real quick. Hang on. Well, I don't know how to address the world now. I wish I could tell you guys a story. I guess I could tell you about uh, how the hike went. Oh, wait. Now I don't have to because <laughs> John is back. I'm taking my shoes me. off as I'm talking to you. Let me get my headphones back on. That's okay, man. He can't hear me, but I can smell his feet. All right. This is, this this is going to surprise you, okay? I want you to look at the width of these two shoes. This is, it's crazy. I didn't believe it until I saw it myself, but... Wow. They're still these are these are the these are the ultras. These are the Sauconies. You see how wide those are? Yeah. For Extremely those listening like wide. He's what are those lone peaks that you're comparing them to? Yeah, ultra lone peaks, which is pretty much I think the widest shoe that Ultra puts out. And when you put them up next to each other, it's hard to see on the camera, but you can see that green sticking out the side. Mm-hmm. I see it. That's the Saucony being wider. Than the Ultra. That's very surprising, man, because Ultra, they like pride themselves on two things, I think. Probably more. I don't know. I'm not a spokesperson for Ultra. I've used their shoes. But <laughs> <laughs> what, man? I destroy those shoes. Oh, yeah. They, they pride themselves on the zero drop, right? And mm-hmm. they pride themselves on the wide toe box. Right. Well, and, and they, stay, they do have a wide toe box. Um, but when I went looking for new shoes last year, though, I didn't want Ultras because Zero Drop and me just don't seem to get along really well. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted you. something. I needed something that has a lot of padding in the bottom because being heavier, um, when you have the, the the low padding that they have in like the Lone Peaks, mm-hmm. your feet feel everything. And so if you've hiked a lot of miles and your feet are tender or they're sore, you feel every rock, every stick, every root. And it's painful. Like when I did the Sheltoe Trace, I did it. I did the first third of it with the Ultras, and it destroyed my feet. How how many miles do you get in? The reason why I'm asking this, before your feet start hurting, like the bottoms start getting more tender, the reason why I'm asking is whenever I was hiking this past weekend with those other couples, um, we were talking shoes, and they did not have a good experience with the Zero Drop either. Because I was like, yeah, they'll destroy your calves if you were just, if you were just like went from normal shoes to all of a sudden you hiked ten miles in a day in zero drop. Like the next day when you wake up, it feels like somebody ran over your calves with a truck. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it hurts. Well, my problem wasn't the calves thing. Um, it was literally that just I was, I forget who the backpacker was. There was a guy who did the AT. And I watched, he had a video about his trip because he weighed like 275 when he started the AT. And Who is this? I, I don't remember now. It's been, it's been a couple of years since I watched it. And he got the Altras, like, because that's what everybody said you should wear, which is really funny mm-hmm. watching your dogs run around behind you, by the way. I know, um, I'm sorry. No, it's great. I said, it, it's awesome. Uh, but one of the things that he commented on was that after about 100 miles, he had to get his Merrill Moabs back. Because they're, the shoe, it's not made for people that weigh that much. Those, those ultra lone peaks are just not made for that. And, and so once he lost, I think he said he lost 50 or 60 pounds, then he got the ultras back and they performed way better for him. And uh, yeah. so, so for me, the ultras are kind of, 
they're not great for bigger guys, if that makes sense. So like that just it yeah. tore my feet up. They're very comfortable. Um I'm not as crazy about the traction on them as other people are because I think that of all the backpacking shoes I've had, they struggle the most over like slick uh logs and stuff like that. They don't do as well uh on slippery stuff. I've never had like an issue with um the ultra tractions. I used them my whole Pretty much from the time I started backpacking, I tried some Merrill boots, but they were waterproof. So I was like, I want to try something that's not waterproof because, yeah, yeah, as yeah. you know, they're great in the wintertime if you're not going to get your feet wet. But they don't dry out. No, they don't dry out. And so I was like, I don't want, I want something else, you know, because sometimes right. I'll wear the waterproof, you know, but most of the time I was like, I'm not going to wear those. So I decided to get the Lone Peaks and I wore those. For miles and miles and miles. And then before my through hike at the long trail, I was like, I'm going to buy a brand new pair that has zero miles. And they say the toe, the toe box is wide. And I like ultras, but maybe it's not wide enough. Or maybe I just, maybe I'm pigeon toed. I have no idea. But where your pinky toe, like your outermost little toe is at, always broke through on both sides. I don't know what it is, if that's just a weak point. I think it's a weak point in the shoe because the one thing I like about these Sauconies, mm-hmm. and I'm sure we'll see each other here in the next couple of weeks or something, I'll show them to you, but they are substantial. Like, they uh, they really, it's, it, if I pulled out my other pair, if you didn't know the heels were worn out in them and saw the soles, like where the, the, tra- the tread was starting to go a little mm-hmm. on them, you would think there was nothing wrong with them. And I mean, I've run them through rocks and mud and everything. And, and I've beat the tar out of them, but they're so well built in the toe box that you, you're not going to have that same issue with the blowouts with these. Do you think it's true? What they say about like a pound on the feet is three pounds on your back. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, I've heard that. Um, a little bit. I guess I don't know. I I wore Moabs for almost two thirds of the Sheltoe Trace, mm-hmm. and I didn't. It didn't bother me. That's what my friends that I mentioned that got new shoes. Yeah, they were like, we we're trying out the Merrill Moabs. I saw their shoes and I was like, that shoe looks super familiar. I think those are very popular on trail. And they're like, yeah, those are the Moabs. I was like, that is exactly what I was looking at before I decided on the Ultras. Mm-hmm. But you you can go either way, I guess. Yeah, I have Moabs that I wear as like everyday shoes. They're really comfortable, like Maybe really comfortable them. shoes. I love, I it's, I don't know. Some people are purists, but I love trying out every time my shoes wear out, trying out a different brand or even like if I'm going with ultras, maybe instead of the Lone Peaks, I would try the Olympus next time yeah. or something like that. But well, they, I, they don't. I was going to say, I've got a pair of superiors, but I would never hike in them. Why? <laughs> I oh, got are them. they like a, I, I got, they're. They're good about the toe box, but the middle of your foot, it's not wide enough for me. Like, I just have mm-hmm. wide feet altogether, and so I can't actually get the shoe to close as much as it needs to over the top of my arches, like over my the center part of my foot. And even the even the um, the Mad Rivers, the original ones, mm-hmm. I, would, I would have to be careful how I laced them because it would cut off circulation in my foot because of how – I just have really – well, I have hobbit feet, okay – I actually, when I was at, I was at J&H, which is the outfitter here in Lexington. 
And the guy was asking me about backpacks. He goes, do you know how to size your backpack? I'm like, yeah. I said, I have to, I have the torso of a six foot three man, but I said, I have the legs and the arms of someone who's five foot four. I said, I'm basically, I'm basically the dimensions of a hobbit. I have these massive feet and small appendages and a really long midsection. And so like nothing fits me right. Nothing ask you, ever fits me right. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Have Bridget and I watched all the Lord of the Rings during COVID, uh-huh. like during the lockdowns, and we haven't watched any of the Hobbit movies. Should we watch the first one or all of them or none of them? Oh, all of them. They're great. You think so? Yeah, I really enjoyed them. I own them. Oh. Yeah. Well, then I don't have to legally download them online. No, you I don't. I, I'll loan them to you. I'll let you watch them. <laughs> I have. I'm so excited to actually see you in person, dude. I have. I have something for you. I'm so excited to give you. But I, I just, just ordered something. You. I just ordered something today for you and Mister Backpacking with Jason, sir. No, don't be getting us anything, bro. I did, man. I ordered. It's not big or it's not like massive, but uh, let's just say I ordered something and it's very unique. But I got them for each of you guys. Oh, I was going to say, well, thank you, by the way. I'm excited to see what that is. We will exchange. Have you yeah. used your pot holders yet? No, I actually <laughs> haven't used them yet because I haven't put the, I haven't needed to yet. So you might want to tell, whenever I say pot holders, you might want to tell everybody what that actually is. Yeah. So Jeremiah and Bridget come over every once in a while, have dinner with myself and my wife, and then. Jeremiah and I end up doing a podcast, and then our wives laugh at us while watching the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, while they were over one night, they noticed that one of my pots, um, the handle got a little hot. It was like and a I, cast iron skillet. Yeah, it was or a cast something. iron skillet, and, and I grabbed the handle without thinking, and it was a little too hot, and I pulled my hand away. And Jeremiah was like, don't you have those potholder things? I'm like, yeah. He goes, man, I got some great ones you need. And I'm like, okay. And the next time he came over, he brought him with him, and so it was a, a little early Christmas present from the uh, from the Stringer family. Yeah, Bridget was mad. She's like, you, you, "We're supposed to wait until Christmas to give Christmas <laughs> gifts." I was like, Bridget, I couldn't resist him. What if he needs them? What if he wants to have us over for dinner again and is going to cook another delicious meal? That's that's why we're friends, man. You're always looking out <laughs> of for course. me. You're always looking out for me. So, so, so let me ask you this: since we're on, on the topic of new stuff and gear, what new stuff have you gotten your hands on lately, man? Well, the most recent things has been um, I got a couple of Rology balls. I did too. And yeah, I tried those out yesterday. I'd already used them in the past, but you know, continue to use them rolling my feet. Also, um, there's a company that sent me. Uh, it was like a cutlery set kind of for backpacking. Really? You know, like, you know, people will buy long spoons, like the titanium ones, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Okay. Well, that's actually on my wish list. I want a long fork that is just like a kitchen fork, but like 50% longer. And Jason has one. And I looked, last time I went backpacking with him, I looked online to try to find one while we were on the way there. And I think he got it from Sea to Summit, but I guess they stopped making them. And I want huh. a long spoon. These collapse in the middle, like yeah, you yeah, push it in and twist. Yeah, actually, I noticed it. He did the video where you guys were in, uh, where were you guys, Linville Gorge? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you had made like some loaded mashed potatoes or something. Yeah. And everybody some- was chowing on those things, man. Like You throw string cheese and bacon bits in there? Oh. 
to die for, man. And that is that is hiker food right there, man. Yeah, but I'm needing a spoon to go down in one of those. And this company, I can't remember the name of the company, but they sent me a uh, a titanium spoon that is like 5% longer than a regular teaspoon that you would have in your kitchen drawer. And they sent wow. me a fork that's slightly longer, a knife, a butter knife. These are all titanium with that are polished. And um, a couple more spoons, I think. So it was like a set, spoon, fork, knife, and a couple spoons. Well, I put these things on the scale yesterday whenever I got them. Yeah. And I'm not joking. That spoon that's supposed to be for backpacking that's 10% longer. Yeah. Literally weighs 16 grams, exactly the same as a normal spoon. I put them on the scale. We we have a kitchen scale we use all the time for really? cooking. Yeah. It's I was like, what is the point? If I could take a, a spoon out of my kitchen drawer, like what's the point in buying one from your company? Dude, just get a McFlurry and take that big old spoon with you. Yeah. Those big red spoons from um, Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. I have taken one of those before and snapped it right in two. You know what I'm learning right now? This is weird, okay? What? This has nothing to do with our podcast. <laughs> That's okay, man. It's our my, podcast. My head is crooked. What do you mean your head is crooked? I tend to lean to one side, like, naturally. I'm sitting here, and my head is leaned, I guess it's to my left a little bit. Like, my head must be heavy, and my neck can't <laughs> hold it up or something. Like, it's I like, do it doesn't want to... Man. Mine's left. Why is that? I don't know, man. And, and I check my camera straight right now, like... So, I'm crooked. Like, my body's my, crooked. <laughs> my camera's level, too. Maybe you need to go to a chiropractor. Uh, maybe I do. I think that they're kind of witch doctors, though. No, hot I take. like chiropractors, man. Hot take. Hot. Oh, is it time for oh, a hot, hot take? take? Wait, it's hot the... Take. It's the... Got one life. Live it. Jason Waugh, Mr. Backpacking with Jason. Sir, hot take. Jeremiah. Hot take. Give, give my me... My hot take. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> I kind of think, even though yesterday I went and got a massage, which is above the chiropractor, and they bill my insurance for chiropractic work. Shh. Keep that a secret. I will. It's legal. I'm not saying it's moral, but it's legal. And I have gotten a readjustment a few times from a chiropractor. But I'm under the impression that, hot take, they're kind of a witch doctor. Live it. No joke. <laughs> no joke. You think you think chiropractors are witch doctors? That's... Not necessarily, but have you read the history on chiropractors? No, because that just sounds really boring to me. Dude, it's not really boring. I'm not going to go deep into it, but I would highly suggest everybody Google right n- Well, not right now. I want you to keep listening to what I'm saying. But Google... <laughs> <laughs> Google, Google wants this is over. Oh, what's the history of chiropractors? And you'll see, I understand that doctors used to be like all in one, right? Like right. you'd be a doctor, a philosopher, an astronomer. Uh, you know, you'd have all these titles because you were like a scientist. But we still use chiropractors every day. And I mean, I go to one and get the massage from the massage therapist, but you think they actually work? Yeah. When I, I did, somebody- when I did Kilimanjaro, um, I started about, Probably six months before the trip because um, I knew I was going to go to like insane heights and I wanted to be like in ridiculous health when I got there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so started seeing a chiropractor in January. was going once a week. So it was like 40 – is 160 bucks a month is what I was spending on this. 
like out wow. of pocket. Yeah, so that's a lot of money. But it, man, it felt good. So when I started off, they did he takes uh, X rays of you, mm-hmm. and my hips were literally off kilter, like side, like crooked. My hips were crooked. Yeah, one higher than the other. Yeah, and it was really messing up my back. Within that six months' time, they were completely balanced by the end of it. So, they may be witch doctors, but man, they do some good witch doctory. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to say that the things that they do aren't legitimate. Right. I, I can say, typically, when you're a doctor of something, then you have to go to school for an extensive amount of time. Right. Like, if I wanted to become a doctor in education, right now I have a master's. I would have to get a number of additional hours. And if you're going to be a doctor of medicine, I mean, I'm no expert on this, but I'm pretty sure that you have to go, like, a number of years and then do an, a residency and train under someone, and you have somebody watching your back. I don't think you have to do the, all that with chiropractic school. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I've got a friend who's a chiropractor down in Georgia. Um, so, yeah, that's... I am a fan of chiropractic. Well, that's my hot take. I'm not saying it doesn't feel good, them doing a little snap, crackle, pop on you. Right. But, and they may be able to realign some stuff. And I, I feel great leaving, too. But I don't know, man. What's your hot take? <laughs> I know there's somebody yelling at me right now into their headphones like, you idiot, I go to the chiropractor. It has saved my life. Now I can walk again. I right. get it. I get it. They do, I'm sure, some great work with some people. Yeah, My hot take is I don't like videoing on my trips. Oh, a YouTuber that doesn't like videoing on his trip. Not, no. I mean, I do them because other people want, like, people like to watch the trip videos. And that's, we don't do YouTube for, I mean, I don't really, I never started YouTube for myself to begin with. I started it to video my Sheltoe Trace hike for my friends who were supporting the cause that I was doing it for. Um, so I've always done YouTube for other, basically for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't enjoy doing it because I don't want to stop and set up a camera and walk by it or have to talk to the camera and tell what's going on. I just kind of want to enjoy the moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's something for me that I, I really – I struggle with wanting to pull my camera out. I went to a hammock hang a few a few weeks back, and uh, I told the guy before I said I'll try and get some good shots of the of the hang and whatever I get I'll I'll shoot your way. And what ended up happening was I met some really cool people and just hung out with them the whole time and never took one minute of video, except for from the inside of my hammock when it was pouring down rain and my gear was working phenomenally. I saw that you got a good pitch on your. I watched your video on your hammock mistakes because I always make hammock mistakes. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> I want to learn from your failures. Oh yeah. I had one guy like get on me on Facebook. Like he goes, he. I said something about you know I I fail sometimes when I'm setting stuff up, and I I made a video that I probably should have waited to make, mm-hmm. um, or I should have just done it differently. Like basically, all I was doing was saying this is the gear that I've got now that I'm going to start using, mm-hmm. and showed shots of it. Well, in those shots, I showed some fatal mistakes that I had made in setting up that gear. It wasn't about how to set up the gear. It wasn't about um, anything like that. It was just about this is what I have now. True. And uh, But looking back on the video, I realized I messed this up, this up, and this up. And I was like, well, I'm going to do a video. So if anybody has watched that video to realize I didn't do it right then and I am doing it correctly now. And this one guy said something along the lines of – 
Uh, if you were to go back and watch all the rest of your videos, you probably can't trust those either, can you? I was like, <laughs> My, you know what I always think about people like that. Uh, they're if you just think lonely, bitter people, I think. Lonely. Well, one, if they're anonymous, I always think they're probably eleven years old. Yeah. And, well, it wasn't you know. anonymous. This dude's like, I mean, he's gray haired and he's out backpacking all the time, but uh, he uh, well. It's just like it was just really like what, and yeah, but it goes further, Jeremiah. There's more to it. What is it? So somebody called him out for being a jerk. Oh, in your comment section, yeah. Somebody called, and this was on Facebook. This wasn't yeah. even on my. This wasn't on my YouTube channel. Some like I don't know if it's hammock forums or one of those things. And somebody called him out for being a jerk, and he goes, "I'm just saying what everybody else is thinking." And he Some, was he he went on about. Um, yeah, everybody watches these YouTubers who are trying to tell everybody how to do stuff and blah, 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 blah. And it was just like, dude, I don't think you ever watched my videos before. <laughs> yeah. I don't I think, think you have. If if you think that you can do it better, then why not? Yeah. You know? I, I mean, and again, it wasn't an instructional video. The, the think, video that I made before was not instructional. The video that I made before was literally, this is my hammock gear. And... That was it, and I just happened to not realize that I was setting it up poorly when I showed that video. I'm not trying to be uh, philosophical or anything here. I just kind of discover that, you know, the the older that I get, the more life experience, which right now isn't that much, honestly, but I have come to realize that sometimes in many situations, it's much better to be kind than honest. And I'm sure, you know, there's an equilibrium there, Mm -hmm. you know, a point of intersection where you can do both or it's better one or the other. But a lot of the time, it's okay not to say anything or just be kind to someone. Not only that, but sometimes this thing that you think is right is strictly your opinion. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm guilty of that all the time, probably. And sometimes just nobody wants to hear what you have to say anyways. You know what I mean? Like, I have opinions about things all the time. I'm an extremely opinionated human being, but there are just mm-hmm. times I keep my mouth shut because I, it's my opinion and it doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't matter. And uh, if all it's going to do is make you look like a jerk, is it really worth saying it? I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Well, if if people thought like that, then they wouldn't say it in the first place. I know it would be beautiful, wouldn't it? <laughs> Maybe we'd see what kind of world we live in. <laughs> So let's let's get, let's keep moving, man. Let's talk a little bit about um, what kind of uh, what kind of trips you got coming up. What's uh, what's the new year looking like for you? Well, right now, one thing that may be in the works is an annual trip to Oil Creek. Oh, last yeah. year, last year I got to go on my first Oil Creek trip, and for those of you that don't know. It was pouring the snow, and I rode with Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir. sir. Yes, sir. And he was white-knuckled the whole way <laughs> from our hotel to the trailhead. Bro, I got so much entertainment out of that because I'm from he, the north, and so like I'm like, okay. And, and he was just a mess. Oh, I was scared too, man. I was like, be careful. I'm glad I'm not driving. Just be careful, man. <laughs> of course, he, he has been driving longer than i've been alive so so have i I, technically so just a slot at him no not you man (laughs) 
Just him. So I figured that it would be safer for him to drive. Mm-hmm. And none of us know how to drive in that kind of weather. And every vehicle except for one that we took was stuck at the trailhead. Whenever we came out, on the way there, it poured the snow. Like we, we drove and got a hotel the day before. Right? And then we got to the hotel, got up the next morning, and there was like six inches of snow on the ground. And then it just continued to pour the snow until we got up the next day. Gosh. So we got back to the vehicles, and they were all stuck. And then for some reason, we couldn't get the – we took a caddy, <laughs> an SUV is what we were driving. And um, Josh, Josh Herod, he just got in it and drove it right out. And I was like, I don't know what the deal is, but yeah, you northern drivers, man, there's just something about you. You have a knack for it. Lower, just lower right gears, man. It's lower gears, and don't hit the don't hit the gas so hard. That's all it is. Lower gears, don't hit the gas so hard. Well, I digress. My point to that whole <laughs> thing is, I, hopefully, this is in. Uh, we're talking about it now. Hopefully, we'll get to, get to go back to Oil Creek, and it would be super cool. That'll be after the new year be super cool if we hit some snow again and get to check out some trails and maybe do a big potluck dinner like we did last time where everybody brought different foods. Yeah, Josh Ebersole told me I should come on that trip this year. So, Dude, come along. I'm having to figure out if I can pull it off. Weekends, you know how it is for me with weekends. So it's like, it's I'm always it's always iffy because I already have a, a, a trip planned in February to uh, potentially to Arizona with some guys that you might know. Um that I'm hoping works out. So I don't know if I can do it. We'll see. I'll, I'll text you off air and give you a uh, potential date and you can kind of run that up the flagpole and see if that works. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know what I can do or not yet. I'm just trying to, uh, I have to be careful. You know, the whole church working at a church thing kind of makes Sundays difficult for me. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to take every Sunday off. It's that's like an integral part of your job. Yeah. That's definitely a work day for me. So, yeah, it makes it a little more difficult for me. Now, you're going on you're going to Alabama, but I don't think that unless I missed it, you didn't tell me what your plan is, what y'all are going to do like hiking wise. Yeah, we're not doing like any like huge miles, but we're going to go along. I think it let me This is the great thing about doing these these like this, man. I can I can actually get online. Mm-hmm. And I can I can look at some things, you know. I can. <laughs> I know we, we've I can, been doing live streams, and this one <laughs> for those listening, this one's not live streamed. This no. one is just me and um, John hanging out, talking, almost yeah. not really behind the scenes, but almost behind the scenes, just having a good time. Yeah, I think what we're doing is, uh, yeah, Chia Mountains, Chia State Forest, State Park, Chia State Park, and. Uh, it's located on the top of Chia Mountain, so we're going to be on a mountain range hiking, which means we should have some killer views when we get down there. Uh, my buddy Joshua, I do a lot of backpacking with. He's riding down with me on Thursday, and we're actually staying at Brad's house that night, getting up the next morning, and we're going to hike out to uh, Chia State Forest or State Park and uh, do some hiking out there. You think this would be your toughest um, hike-wise since you started your um, weight loss journey? No, no. I've done more. Uh, I've done some really difficult stuff in the gorge on like some day hikes and stuff that were probably going to be harder than this from what he told me. Okay. So he said it's not – he said we're going to be basically – like we're not going down a whole lot. We're going to be up on the ridge pretty much the whole time from what he said. Yeah. 
So it's more just for views. This is one of those trips that you're doing just to get some really cool views. Bro, I need to tell you about um, whenever we went to Linville Gorge. Yes, you do. That, yeah. Do you want to hear about it now? Yeah, man. I got another 15 minutes left to talk about this. So let's <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. So the the short of the trip is it was filled full of views. Oh, the yeah. long of it is more along the lines of we went down, got a hotel, got up the next day, and we had to park two cars because we started at one place, ended in another, so you kind of had to shuttle. Yeah. And that was okay, too. But there's a bridge. Now, somebody called me out um, because I made an Instagram post. There's a bridge that has been washed out for like 10 years. And I don't know if you've seen this Instagram post, but it was Jason. I was like, you know, just trying to make it funny. Like, couldn't get enough of backpacking with Jason. He's over there at his bridge, blah, 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 paparazzi around him, whatever. And then somebody's like, well, you changed your whole trip because that bridge was washed out? And I was like, yeah. They're like, well, we just crossed that river last week. Dude, this... What what is the type of measurements that they do for water? It's like sea, um, like if you're rafting or um, like kayaking or something. It's like oh yeah yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. To, I, to, to, to that defines whether or not it's a it's like crap. I can't remember what it is now. Like how passable it is, yeah, or like yeah, yeah, how yeah. the rapids are, what the letter, what how much volume is moving basically right. is what they're measuring. CFS right. or something like that. I don't know. I'm not a kayaker. But the point is, is it was very, very swift and strong. And we actually saw a couple people, well, twice, we saw four different people come down and they were like, you know, basically like, how did you all get across? And we're like, we didn't, we had to drive around. So the first day, since this bridge was washed out, we drove around that person on Instagram was like, bro, we just crossed that last week. I don't know why y'all would change your trip just because this bridge is washed out. It's always washed out, you know, because the last 10 years. So I was like, yeah, it's just a little bit too dangerous for me, man. I try not to feed the trolls. And, and sometimes it rains. And when it rains, water levels lift. And um, so, like, whereas one week you can pass it, the next week you may not be able to. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to guess, like, how impassable it was. I yeah. can find out. I but, think it's always funny when people say things like that because it's like, I, yeah, you know, and, and people who live down in New Orleans, well, I was just walking down the street, you know, last week. Yeah, well, when I was there, there was a hurricane and there was 10 feet of water in the street. So guess what? <laughs> I wasn't walking in it. Yeah. Like, it just, like uh, people got to quit that stuff, you know? Just just I'm quit. Not, just quit. I know. I think it's always going to be like that. So I just yeah. try to keep it moving. <laughs> but we well and, and, and honestly in your defense i saw the video i'm not passing that either that water no, was dude, moving and it, it, it was, was like, like there was like 40 a sh- feet wide yeah and you could see where the bridge used to be and all it was was like a string or a small rope going across i'll tell you why we even um i still want to tell you about the trip but yeah i'll tell you why we we remapped our trip and changed our itinerary basically we were supposed to do a loop in Limbo Gorge. Well, mm-hmm. we were supposed to actually do the Limbo Gorge loop. Well, we couldn't pass the river without that bridge. And we thought, you know what? We will just ford it. No big deal. You know, in the Smokies, we were up knee high. Oh, it's yeah. It's not that big yeah. of a deal. So, nope. 
what happened was um, Jason, I was like, okay, I can make our stuff on all trails. You just need to tell me what you want to do. And he was like, okay. So he went on all trails and was looking at recent reviews of the trip. And there was multiple people saying they had to turn around and go back. And one in particular is like, we actually did ford the river and it took us two hours, two hours to try to find a spot. Yeah. Try to find a spot that was passable. And even then, what they had to do was blow up their pillows and use them as flotation devices and swim their backpacks across. I was like, there's no way. It's going to be freezing at night. Like, we're going to be in the bottoms whatever, camping. Whatever, dude. Last week I was down there and we did it just fine. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. You be you, boo. <laughs> That's fine. So anyway, we just decided to kind of make two trips out of it. On one day, we went on one side of the river. The next day, we went on the other side of the river, but we had to shuttle the cars twice, which is fine with me because that basically meant I could bring however much food I wanted because I was going back to the car. So if I wanted to bring steaks two nights in a row, you know, whatever. So you planned for that in advance. It wasn't like you guys were surprised by that. Right. Yeah. Right. We actually were finalizing what we were going to do on the way there. We turned on uh, a mobile hotspot, and I, I got on my computer and then made the map while somebody else was driving the vehicle, obviously. Okay, yeah, that makes with sense. With all trails. For those of you that don't know, um, on all trails, if you buy the pro version, you may be able to do it on the regular too, but the pro version, you can 100% map your own route and then save that, publish it to the public if you want to or not, mm-hmm. name it whatever you want, drop waypoints on there. It's pretty freaking cool. And then you can download that to your phone so you have it offline. So that's what I was working on. And we did the first day, we shuttled the cars and made it to right below Table Rock. Well, the first mile and a half is all uphill to Table Rock. But then if you want to summit Table Rock, you have to actually climb another mile up it that was out of the way. So I was like, why don't we just drive up there? There's a parking lot at Table Rock. So the itinerary said start here and then hike you know, 10 miles or whatever to the car or 13 or whatever it was. Yeah. I was like, let's just drive an extra two miles on this gravel road and then we can park. So we actually ended up skipping all the uphill for the day and just parked on top of the mountains. <laughs> Cause I was like, that is my no. kind of trip, dude. That is my yes. kind of trip. I'm loving three that. minutes. It was three minutes in. We can't, we passed all kinds of people that were camping up there. Yeah. There were views everywhere. I'm talking every oh, five man. minutes. And then we hit the chimneys and there was one section that was closed due to like wildlife. They were letting the birds repopulate or what, however that goes. So we didn't go in there. They had a little rope up and signs, but we checked out the rest of the chimneys. It is, it was like a movie, dude. Peak, peak fall foliage, everything changing colors. And somebody was telling me that they, there's a uh, airplane base, like an air force base nearby. Yeah. And they fly those fighter jets through the gorge, like down, whoo, you know, in it. Is. I like the sound effect. <laughs> I'm Live full it. of those things. <laughs> I'm full of those stupid things, man. That's great. Then the, the next day, since we were on ridges the whole first day, we were like, the next day, let's go down in the bottoms. So we went down in the bottoms, and we camped next to this, like, I don't know, 80-foot waterfall. It yeah, was thin, that was but, beautiful, man. I saw that in the uh, video. That was – I love – okay, so here's the thing. I There are two things I love. Yeah, what do you love? I love mountains, mm. and I love water. Like, 
I could, if I can wake up in the morning and look out and see mountains and be next to water to sleep, mm-hmm. that is the ideal place for me. That is like heaven. Like if there was a way to have a stream or a waterfall right by me and then I can immediately see mountains, dude, I, I would probably cry. I'd be so happy. Like <laughs> I, I'm watching your all's videos. I'm seeing all those mountains and then I see that waterfall and where you guys literally were backpacking or like literally camping right near the waterfall. Mm-hmm. And you had that that stream or creek or whatever that was going by. That was the rim, impassable river. That was you the river. The, okay, you could see the bridge where it had washed out from there. That's and where we we were sitting around the fire at camp, feeding that fire, and then saw people come down in the dark to find out that there was no bridge, and oh. they were just like throwing their hands in the air. You know, we couldn't hear them because the river's so loud, and you have the waterfall. Why has that not been p- replaced in ten years? I would assume funding. That's interesting. You would think after 10 years, though, like, I don't know. That's interesting. It makes me wonder if maybe we shouldn't do some kind of a fundraiser for that bridge or something. Yeah, that'd be super cool. And I I hope that I'm not misspeaking here. Yeah. If I remember right, it was like 10 years. But we should probably fact check it because I'm an idiot, dude. Yeah. And I may have said it 100 times and then been completely wrong. Maybe it happened like the week before. Yeah. But, man, it, it sounds like you guys had an awesome trip. It was a lot of fun, dude. I can't wait to hear how your trip goes. Being on top of those ridges and getting all those views, as long as I have water, that's like one of my favorites. Yeah, I love the views, man. I'm always one of these people, like, if I'm going to hike hard, I want to get a payoff, you know? Yeah. I want want to see something, you know? I don't want to just – I just want to hike the green tunnel, and at the end of the day, I'm at a campsite. Unless unless it's an immaculate campsite with, you know, like – when I when I went down to the Smokies, I guess it was back in September, and uh, Josh and I hiked. It's called the Little River Trail. Not a lot okay. of views along the way. There's there's a few places along the creek that were just gorgeous, but uh-huh. then we got up to our campsite, and our campsite was basically three forks of this river, all converging around this little island that we are we were camping on, which wow. was awesome. Right, that was killer. And so the payoff was actually the campsite, but. Dude, so there is something I want to bring up, though, because I'm excited. After this coming weekend, I will have accomplished a goal I set for myself at the beginning of the year. What's that? I will have backpacked in five states this year. Dude, so that, that is was, awesome. Which that was states? a goal for me. I got Kentucky, obviously, uh-huh. but I got Wisconsin, Virginia, Tennessee, and then Alabama will be my fifth state this year that I've gotten to backpack in. So... Five states I got to backpack in. I'm really excited about actually getting all five. And you've you've got at least five, if not more, this year. I don't know. You got I'm what? You to... got Colorado. You've oh, got yeah. Tennessee. You got yeah. Pennsylvania, Kentucky, and North Carolina. And was yeah. there another one? I don't know. I mean, that's five states for you too, man. Nailed it, bro. What's the goal for next year then? I got I, my goal is only five states. I want to hit five states every year because I know I'm going to do a lot in like the Big South Fork and the Red River Gorge. Uh-huh. Um, and I'll be in Tennessee at least once, but I do want to get to Arizona this year. I want to really want to get to Utah. Um, I need to get down to Linville Gorge. Uh, I am going to be in Pennsylvania in November. I'm going to do the Laurel Highlands Trail. Yeah. So five five states is my goal every year. 
So you you don't mind if you overlap as long as like overlap from the last year as long as you get to see new stuff in those states. Yeah, yeah. I just want to. I don't. Kentucky is beautiful and has has a really a terrain all its own. Mm. But I also want to experience the terrain of these different states, and I really want to get out west. Uh, I was supposed to be in Washington this year. Uh, I was supposed to be backpacking in Washington at one point and in Utah at one point. And both of those got canceled. I was supposed to be in Michigan at Pictured Rocks this past year, and that got canceled because they yeah. shut the park down. We couldn't even get in. And a trip that I was going to do to Linville Gorge in January, uh, we had a death in the family, and I ended up doing the funeral, and I ended up having to back out of that trip. So, wow. like, it was a like bad luck there. Yeah, that's four states that I didn't get to backpack in this year that I was really hoping to. But, you know, I, I made it up in other ways. Well, I always like to think life is long, hopefully. Yeah. If, uh, if we're fortunate enough, and that gives us a lot of opportunities to at least keep planning trips. Yeah, and I think I think probably we need to have an episode coming up just talking about uh resolutions for 2021. Oh, I think I think we need to tell people like these are the goals for this next year for us. Not just like backpacking goals, but even goals for this channel or this not channel this uh podcast. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So. Are you still um uh, people don't know this because we obviously talk off air quite a bit. But we thought about doing um, like a gift episode as in um, what are some great gifts that you could buy your backpacking friends or something along those lines. If we did an episode like that, the giveaway that that we're planning on doing, that would be a great opportunity to do that giveaway. It would be. I think we should. (laughs) I think we should. So if you're listening right now. You need to be listening. Like we are, we were initially going to end season two in November, but maybe we're going to do a couple episodes into December. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what Who happens. Knows? But you know uh, what people, you know what people can do. Actually, I was thinking about this the other day. It's probably not healthy for me to read reviews, but I think that one of the most helpful things that people could do if they wanted to support us is not to do anything monetarily. They would just go on whatever they're listening to the podcast on and just write, either write a review or just literally like click how many stars you think that this podcast is worthy of right now. Yeah, let us and, know what you think. And honestly, the more ratings and reviews that a podcast gets, the more that it gets pushed by those uh, those those uh, podcast players. And hopefully this is coming off completely organic because what I'm saying is literally not hearsed or rehearsed. No, not at all. Just the simple fact that you said you're a hearse. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's not rehearsed. No. But I was just thinking that. I was going back and Apple Podcast looks okay. Uh, We're not doing terrible. Yeah. But that would definitely help if if people like it or dislike it or whatever. Just give us some feedback and tell us what you think. You know, even if it's how we can improve, or if you love it, um, give it, you know, however many stars you think it's worth. And if you don't like it, let us know. Yeah. I mean, maybe not leave a rating. Maybe just shoot me a text. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All I know is is the more engagement, the better. I think, I think we, the more we can engage with you guys. That's been a, honestly, that's been the fun thing about the, uh, the live streams we've been doing. Uh, just being able to real time engage with people watching the live streams has been a lot of fun. 
Yeah, it adds a new dynamic to it. And this is super fun, too. I actually have really missed being able to sit down and talk with you because, I mean, we're friends in real life. We don't just host a show together. Yeah. But being able to sit down and talk about whatever we want and with no agenda. And then, I mean, look, we've talked literally have just talked for an hour. I know. I was going to say, I got to go get my kids here in a minute. <laughs> I'm going to film a video <laughs> for these lovely people that are listening that want to check out my YouTube channel, Jeremiah Stringer Hawk, shameless plug. Oh, and please check out John Kelly as well. Yeah, mine's not as exciting of a name, just my name. <laughs> I, I am going to okay, say, man. though, I'm getting ready to do uh, 10 days of gifts for your backpacker. So I am doing 10 oh. videos, 10 videos, Monday through Friday for two weeks. Um, so there'll be a video each day for 10 days, Monday through Friday, um, in a couple weeks. Leading up to uh, Black Friday. So people are wanting awesome. to buy Christmas presents for your family, and you don't know what to buy that backpacker on your list. I'm going to take care of you. Look at that. Yeah. I am terrified because this is a lot of videos. And uh, one video takes many, many hours to do. And so doing 10 videos is – this is the most ambitious thing I've ever taken on since doing YouTube. So we'll see how it goes. We're in kind of different situations because you have your family and, you know, you're taking care of your kids and stuff. Like you said, you're about to go pick them up. And I'm just married and have the dogs that everybody kept seeing walking around in the background if they're watching on YouTube. And I started my channel in October of 2018. And then for some reason in December, I decided to do 25 days of videos in a row. And I did it. Man, you did it. I remember watching almost all of them. It was the toughest thing ever, bro, and I wish you the best of luck on that. It's fun, and it makes you yeah. get better, too. It makes you better at doing it because you're having to do it so much. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it, and really, I just want I, I, I know I've, I've talked to several people who have family, like your wife being one of them, who backpack, and they don't know what to get them for Christmas. Sure. And so hopefully this can help people out. They'll be able to, to find some things that are going to help them. Uh, we'll see what happens. Awesome, See what man. Well, brother, we'll sign us off, man. We will sign off right now. So for myself and Jeremiah, Mr. Stringer, we are out of here. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. Adios, folks.